Ashley's away on a trip at the moment. Um, I've been doing solo dadding, which is always nice. And I was cooking dinner last night, and Tally was over the far end of the kitchen and claimed to be working on a calendar, uh, which okay. is odd because we can't, can't write numbers yet. Okay. Um, and what she, she had a coloring book and she was doing the pages of the calendar on the facing pages, the blank pages opposite the pictures. And she took me through every month and it was, there was a very repetitive theme. She said, so this is zombies. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is zombies. Oh, okay. here's, here's some zombies. <laughs> and this is zombie Jackie. <laughs> I thought we don't oh, know lovely. anyone called Jackie. Who's zombie Jackie? I don't know. Are they a person you've made up? I think so. <laughs> Who told you about zombies? The lion. Ooh. Oh, okay. And then she flips over a page, and there is indeed in the coloring book really eerie drawing of a lion. I said, so that told you about the living dead, did it? Yes. <laughs> My word. Okay. Yeah, so there's uh, yeah, a drawing of a lion uh, that's revealing voodoo secrets uh, to my daughter. And I'm very proud. I mean, <laughs> this may be unfair of me, but I I suspect any time like Ashley or anyone says, or oh, how did you, who told you about X strange topic? <laughs> the... You're this is it. I'm always the prime suspect. So. <laughs> I was uh, I walked to school this morning. I was teaching all about Romans, uh, and said, "Oh, they used to live here. I came from Italy." I said, "What do you think the Romans used to do?" She had a long thing. Said, "Oh, I probably did poos." Sounds like that is wisdom. Lovely. listener to episode 163 of the electronic wireless show podcast this is the best celebrities in games special on rock paper shotguns pc gaming podcast the only podcast you need in my opinion uh my name is alice bell i'm back and i'm better than ever and i'm joined this week by sir richard dinosaurs uh, <laughs> oh dear hello <laughs> I've spared no expense to be on this podcast, bringing you the wonders of the prehistoric world. You sound more like that um, slightly like right-wing coast guy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever his name is. The one who everyone liked when he was talking about the coasts and then they didn't like when he joined the right-wing news network. 
Uh, is, is it Noel Oliver? Or something? something Oliver. Neil, Neil Oliver. Him. Uh, well, we're not joined by him. Uh, <laughs> thank goodness. I bet he'd have some outlandish opinions on video games. Um, and coasts. And coasts. Um, and also, I'm very excited for this. We're joined by Bath's Nick Cage. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Nick Cage. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, Nick, you your voice sounds so untroubled and smooth. Have you been smoking like anti-cigarettes? I have. Um, <laughs> yep. In my big house in Bath. Actually, I don't know if I still own it. I used to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I had I... to sell it. I don't know why I don't know my own history that clearly, but uh, Nicholas Cage did. Yeah, famously, he lived on the the Royal Crescent in Bath for a few years, and it's turned one on of my... our Christmas lights one year. Oh. Well, well, my absolute favorite videos of anyone doing anything is Nicolas Cage turning on the Bath Christmas lights and says, I think I've mentioned it before but he says I'm feeling electric and then he hits the switch um which <laughs> oh, is I thought a very... you said Nick Cave and I thought I thought he lived in Australia <laughs> and that's why I made the reference to his his deep voice but no right sorry. oh uh, Mr Cage uh... <laughs> my apologies that's okay um I tell you what, though, once you've had Nicolas Cage turn on your Christmas lights, everything else pales in comparison. Like the next So year. to speak. <laughs> <laughs> he really turns on my Christmas lights. Yeah. Well, no, I mean the next year they get on a, you know, it's like a local weatherman or something. It's just not quite the same. I don't think I've ever met anyone who's got Who's either like attracted to Nick Cage or repulsed by him? It's like he's sort of s- slightly sideways to humanity in that regard. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's always, but he's a bit. He's a bit too intense to have a, like as a poster on your teenage bedroom wall. Listeners, are you attracted to Nicolas Cage? Write in and it's, let us know. It's an odd one, isn't it? I yeah. I, d- I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Moonstruck era, like, yeah. He was a bit scrawny, though. Yeah, what but, about you know... where he has to fight that, that mechanical ostrich in that no, weird it's where he uh, falls in love. film? It's where he falls in love with Cher and goes, <laughs> goes to the opera. Uh, Won an Oscar. Cher did, not him. Mechanical ostrich should win an Oscar. But I tell you what, Moonstruck would be a very different film <laughs> if halfway through Cher had to fight a mechanical ostrich if they were making it today they'd probably do that 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 sort of bizarro twist just seems quite ordinary these days i like yeah. it yeah yeah and anyway how are you both how was your halloweens because we didn't get to do a Halloween special in the end. Um, uh, Catherine made us turn off all the lights in the house so that no kids would bother us. <laughs> I can't... Like, that seems like a very you move. No, well, like... I, I didn't think kids would come down our road. Our roads got big, like... Mm. You know, old man, you know, winter's place or something it's like don't go near there because we're on a road where there's only three houses and a giant like juicens building yard yeah it feels kind of child murdery you know 
Like, if I had kids, I would not let them down our very shady road. Yeah, no, fair. We uh, didn't have any any visitors. Um, well, it sounds like I'm obliquely referring to ghosts. does, visitors. yeah. Um, we did pumpkins. Uh, Tally, when I asked her what she wanted on hers, said holes. And was not satisfied until I took a Black & Decker drill and just did about 100 <laughs> holes in the pumpkin. A lot of holes. Did it stay... Did you keep structural integrity? Yeah, man. It looked really good. It went mouldy, chillingly fast. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a health hazard after like two days. But it looked good. A bit like... Um, what's that monster off of Gears of War where it's got millions of eyes? Oh, is that a corpser? Yeah, the big spider geyser. Yeah. I, you could sort of convince yourself it looked like that, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. My, my dad had made a range of Star Wars pumpkins. When you say a range, take me he, through the range. He'd made a Chewbacca. Yeah. A, a Death Star. A Ooh. Baby Yoda. And... Uh, I swear there was one other, but I couldn't really place it. Did he do the fancy technique where you like carve the skin off in some places, but leave the the stuff yeah. beneath? To give it a sort yeah, of yeah, that was that. Yeah, I think you have to for the kind of nuance you need for like a Chewbacca face. Oh, C three PO. That was the last one. Wow, that's some advanced pumpkining. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he, why they made so many Star Wars pumpkins. Because I don't think they're big Star Wars people. Um, it seemed like a lot of effort, but there you go. Back when Harambe was a thing, I did a Harambe pumpkin that was like an exceedingly good likeness. Um, oh, Harambe, there's a name I've not heard in a while. But then I. Le- <laughs> I left it in my warm office, so it didn't go manky, but it did wither up and dry, and it ended up with this sort of really unsettling, like, wizened, leathery gorilla face. Oh. <laughs> I, I can't even remember what Harambe's deal is. Was that the gorilla that talked? No, that was Coco. Harambe was the gorilla who, uh, like a child, fell in his enclosure and Harambe was uh, uh, killed in case oh. he did something to the toddler. So it was he, just for Harambe. He was being a good boy. Yeah, he didn't look like, but it, I, I think it was sort of like, how does one get a child off a silverback gorilla, you know? Guns. We need lots of guns. Yeah. I don't That's know. That's what they did. They, yeah, it was but really he, sad. But he was... A, it was a good meme. <laughs> meme in you, peace. Meme in peace. Have you seen the the series of pictures of someone getting like a chocolate um, gorilla like you'd get in Thornton's and they put it in a pan of hot milk and then you see the gorilla like... It starts off and it looks like he's in a sort of jacuzzi and then the gorilla just slowly is consumed. <laughs> Oh I love God. that, especially the version I saw yesterday where someone had captioned it with the dialogue from the scene in Dune where Baron Harkonnen's having his big oily bath. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's my new thing now, by the way. Instead of Dune, I say Dune. 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 I, <laughs> I've realised that I, I find any 
um, pop culture sort of mimetic joke funny if it is through the lens of The Sopranos now. So I yes. I saw one that was like a picture of of Paulie Walnuts, but he someone they just crudely drawn in MS Paint the little the little um, breather tube yeah. to his nose and over his ear, and he was like, "But Tone, fear is the mind killer." <laughs> And then the one with Tony like ranting at Anthony. <laughs> you gotta lay off that spice shit. <laughs> <laughs> Turn your eyes blue. <laughs> it's my famous Sopranos uh, impression again. Make a welcome return. Uh... <laughs> Just any anything as delivered by one of the Sopranos to another cast member of Sopranos is instantly funny yeah that, it's so weird isn't it they've got a timeless quality when we were when we were watching the Sopranos both myself and Catherine took to quoting a line which isn't in it which is just someone looks to the camera and says it's the Sopranos um, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I don't know where that came from, but like that became our shorthand for like you want to watch the Sopranos, or even <laughs> I think it I think it morphed over time into the Sopranis. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a little... good that's, bit. That's that's more Latinate as well, isn't it? The Soprani. <laughs> it's the Sopranis, uh, which I wish they did say more often in the show. <laughs> Oh man, Stephen Van Zandt as well. What a guy. Um, anyway, yeah. Do you know what would make a game a hundred, like a hundred and fifty percent better instantly? The Sopranos would, would, would be if any of the cast of The Sopranos were in it. Um, and uh, today, I don't think that's, I don't think any of them are in any game, sadly. But today, we're going to talk about celebrities that are in games. So I proposed this as a uh, topic because we touched on it briefly before, um, but Chris Pratt was uh, revealed as the voice of Mario. That makes Wahoo. it sound like he's been it all along. Yeah, uh, sorry, yeah, he's going to be there. <laughs> it's like the masked singer. <laughs> For all these years, I, it's been Chris Pratt. <laughs> I love the masked singer, by the way. The masked singer is like... The UK version, at least, is like something that you would see as a joke, uh, futuristic show in Black Mirror. It's <laughs> just like a, a crowd, like when the crowd is chanting, take it off, take it off, take it off. And it like, like zooms in on the person like pretending to struggle to take the giant chipmunk head <laughs> off or whatever. It's really chilling. Yeah. Also, because they had, I've only ever seen a clip of it, but which was the... They have an American celebrity judge, don't they? That that Korean comedian guy uh, was on it. Um, uh, Ken... Ken Ken Young, yeah, he was yeah. on the first season. He was he... on the first season, and he had no idea who any of the absolute D-list British celebrities were. So they take the mask off, and it would be like the MP Alan Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he was like, like, "Oh!" And it's like, right now on the spot, who is that man? Tell me who that man's <laughs> name is right now, Ken Young. Because you are screaming like you know him. There is no way you know who Alan Johnson is. 
He was really good. I'm sad he's not on it anymore, to be honest. I can't. Mm. He replied. Jonathan Ross is on it, and uh, Ariana Grande, I think. Someone's on it. How did we get here? I I can't remember. Uh, Anyway, Chris Pratt. Oh yeah, Chris Pratt. Yeah. So Chris Pratt is going to be the voice of Mario Wahoo, Uh, but then he was also revealed recently as he's going to be the new Garfield as well. Is that real? I don't know. It was like a parody tweet. But, oh but well, because there were so many, <laughs> that I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know if it was real or not. Um, <laughs> well, honestly, I don't know why they're spending so much money on the man when they could afford Chris Part. He co-stars with me in Jurassic World Evolution too, because oh they couldn't afford the real actors. Well, and because my real actor's dead. Yeah, no, he he really is going to be. Gar- you maybe right. done myself, but he is there, there genuinely so going to be Garfield. That I don't know what's true anymore. <laughs> he is a hundred percent going to be Garfield as well. But uh, Garfield is the most cursed media property. Like it is, you know how like light <laughs> passes the event horizon of a black hole, and even yeah, yeah. even light isn't fast enough to get out. Like nothing can approach the intellectual property of Garfield and come out with any success or dignity. <laughs> it's just become toxic. Like, it, it, Garfield is infinitely funnier as a weird like, postmodern cultural artifact than anything else it could be. But, but anyway, this got me thinking and I thought we could, because, you know, there is a thing where celebrities will be in games sometimes. Uh, and I thought it'd be good to talk about. And and Nate could spend, you know, 10 to 15 minutes doing Matt Berry as uh, Master Chief, and then we could all go home. So. F*** that, Cortana. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have a baguette. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. I'm just going to just just do little vignettes throughout the show. <laughs> we won't have to discuss it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but what are some of your favourite real uh, cameos or appearances that celebrities have Do made they have in video games? Do they have to be themselves? No. Uh, recently, I really liked the voice acting in The Artful Escape, which had oh, yeah. Carl Weathers as this sort of intergalactic um, spaceman. Oh, I can't even remember what his name was. He had some mad name. He's a bit like Rufus from Bill and Ted. He sort of turns up and whisks the main character away on this oh, cool. rock adventure. Oh, he's got a real... Oh, Lightman, that's his name, or Lightman. Um, but it also had um, Jason Schwartzman as this sort of, um, sort of sad, sort of brain in a jar um, who sort of floats around with this, this magical cape on. And... I thought I said they weren't playing themselves. Uh, <laughs> ho um, But what I liked about it was that it had quite a starry cast, but a lot of them were performing quite weird characters and putting on slightly different voices, where I feel like, hmm. uh, maybe this is a generalisation, that when people cast celebrities, they're usually just doing it to sort of say, look, it's clearly the celebrity. Um, you know, they're not really employing them to kind of perform anything too complex because they don't want to mask the who they've actually got on board. And what I liked about The Artful Escape was they actually got to play people. Like Mark Strong played a really funny character, like quite a weird alien in it. And when does he ever do that? 
he always plays Mark Strong's in it. I didn't know Mark Strong. Was yeah, in it. he normally plays like really cross, you know, military men, doesn't he? he does Bodyguards. Actually. Yeah. He's very much got nominative determination going on for him, hasn't he? <laughs> I always just think of it. While you're away, you missed uh, Nate doing a really thick vape. <laughs> which I followed up with, while the cat's away, the bros will rip. <laughs> I should explain for the listener, because I paused the recording. Uh, I... <laughs> I had to go and get a drink because I have a, a cough. I don't have coronavirus. I keep taking tests and they make me sneeze a lot. But uh, I just have a cough. And it's very annoying because if you have a cough in public, no one believes you don't have coronavirus. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's got big. Uh, that zombie didn't bite me energy. <laughs> yeah, right. And everyone also else means right. you can't blart fat clouds with your <laughs> vape. <laughs> Blart. <laughs> uh, but yes, Mark Strong. And his tragic brother, Keith Week. That's right. But yeah, but what that but that game was good for for mm. um people putting on a performance which like you know, because it came out quite close to twelve minutes, which they made quite a big deal out of. It's James McAvoy and um Yeah. And uh, what's the chops from Star Wars? Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Um, and I felt like that that was a typical example of like, uh, here's some celebrities, but they're not really doing much. You know, there's not a lot. Of comp- you know, the, 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 they're just playing like everyday people in a in a mad situation. Mm. So, I um I was surprised by how good the voice acting was in Art- Artful Escape by comparison. I was yeah. thinking about um, Sean Bourne doing the. Uh... Yeah, that reading out the technology bits in Civilization Five, but or maybe six, maybe both. No, five. And I've now got a horrible feeling, though. I've talked about that before on this podcast. I mean, we can still talk about um, Sean Bourne because he was in uh, Skyrim. Was he? No, he's Oblivion. He was in Oblivion. Oh, yes. He's the prince that turns into a dragon. (laughs) <laughs> the role of a lifetime, but his character does his character die by turning into a dragon? I think maybe. Well, this does is it why have I his thought... voice. Yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it must have been a, like in the same way that Carl Weathers must have enjoyed like doing some acting rather than just playing a, an eighties treasure uh, out of place in a in a film. I think Sean must have enjoyed doing those readouts because you can really hear him like really chewing the scenery in them. You know, like, mm. a pig is a really good animal. It's got four legs and you can make a sausage out of it. And that'll be like a quote <laughs> from, I don't know, Mao Zedong or something. Um, one of his famous ones. And it must be really nice. It must have been really nice for Sean to record those because as a narrator, he can't die. Mm. It's truly a mortal character in a way Kingo and Druig can only dream of. (laughs) (laughs) That's a weird Eternals reference. No, I just I cannot stop thinking about the name Kingo. (laughs) It sounds like a really knackered bit I would come up with after a four-hour game of Age of Empires. (laughs) Oh, look at Kingo over here. 
Um, I just love how rubbish it is. (laughs) Um, It's interesting you said 12 minutes as an example uh, that you weren't kind of into because I thought that some of the voice acting in 12 minutes was some of my favourite things about it Um, because I thought it was otherwise a bit weird and didn't really... It it almost worked, but it didn't quite. Uh, But I thought... um, that James McAvoy actually did a very good job and I thought Willem Dafoe did a good job as well mostly because he was just being Willem Dafoe well, that's it, that's, that's exactly it he just comes in and sounds very cross and yeah. slightly blocked up as he always sounds a bit sort of like he needs a nasal a bit nasal. spray mm. <coughs> uh, uh, it, just to bring it round to Chris Pratt and tie Skyrim back to the Chris Pratt Mario thing, um, yeah. the voice of Mario, Charles Martinet, is the voice of Parthenax in Skyrim. Is he? Mm. No. Mm. But he doesn't yeah. do any little jolly ways. <laughs> yeah. It's a me, Parthenax. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I say that I have, actually I have no idea what a Parthenax is. I just know that fact to be true. I, he, is, I, I, a, he he does talk like that. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that's what he talks like. That's just a generic dragon voice, isn't it? I'm a big dragon. Yeah, I'm a dragon. Yeah, <laughs> I really that's like good. That, dragon yeah. voice. Oh, and it's just yeah, <laughs> yeah, phoning it in. It's a bit like how all the cat people are like, I'm a cat. You know. <laughs> That's really not what I like. <laughs> that's what the, that's what all the Khajiit are like. It's like they're in the room. <laughs> I really hope this podcast can launch Matthew's career as a voice actor. You were very, you were very good at the uh, the peasants in The Witcher Three as well. <laughs> hmm. Maybe, maybe if all the Khajiit actors die. And they need someone else who can sound like a cat. I mean, have you thought of auditioning for Garths? <laughs> yeah. With that voice. Oh, he's, a, he's a cat with attitude that I just don't have. Um, I think he has got precisely your attitude, actually. I bet Garfield hates glistening foods. Lasagna yeah, glistens. I... Oh, yeah. Okay. No, and I love, I love Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, gets me out of the house. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, Sean Bean as well. You famously got to kill him in Hitman Two. There was yeah. a he was a he was a, one of the elusive contracts. You only get one chance to kill him. But the joke is that he he plays this. Um, I don't know if he's meant to be an assassin in the fiction, but it it riffs on the fact that he dies in everything, and it's saying that everyone has tried to kill this guy, and he just keeps coming back. Like he's the he's like an impossible target to murder, and you have to kill him, and you only get one shot to do it. And um, I poisoned his coffee, and that was it. I distracted everyone in the room by throwing a muffin. <laughs> everyone everyone <laughs> turned around to look at the muffin while I poured just a vat of poison into his coffee. <laughs> then he drank it, and that was it. <laughs> Classic Hitman. Yeah. Imagine if a guy. Imagine if a Matthew walked into a room, and then just like, just, 
just absolutely like hoofed a muffin <laughs> at the opposite wall. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a thing I've got a muffin in one hand and a thing and of poison in my yeah. other hand with the a perfect big like skull on it yeah. to himself adjusting his red tie as he saunters out free of consequences <laughs> yeah, that's the thing everyone's like no one you know that was a proper clean kill as well no one had any idea like you'd think the police would be oh. I wonder if that muffin guy had anything to do with it. Exactly, this. yeah. The detectives would would come in and they'd be like, the only strange thing is there's a there's a muffin that's been thrown at the uh the wall here, is there and then they'd be like, Yeah, this guy came in and he threw a muffin. A and minute then before Sean Bean was poisoned. The guy threw a muffin. Yeah, but like the Sean Bean division of that universe's like cop shop are probably so overworked. They're just like, ah, oh, just, you know, just file it away. Case closed. God did it. Too much work. He's died five times already this morning. We're behind. Uh, um, oh, Chris, Chris Pat, I was going to. Um, so I did obliquely mention in my terrible Scottish accent a minute ago. So I've been playing oh, yeah. the second Jurassic World game and yeah, they they have someone playing Chris Pratt and oh. doing a, a sort of a howdy partner version of his voice. Where it's like, okay, he's a rough and tumble sort of denim and sweat guy. So Yeah. The, he's got a motorbike in a Velociraptor. Dinosaurs. Um, and it's just not quite right. Uh, but it's funny because that made me think of the um, Gordon Galaxy uh, game, the um, the Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy oh, yeah. thing, where they've also got someone doing a not quite right impression of Chris Pratt. And that's the thing when you get to real like A-listers, even big, like expensive licensed licensed games just can't get them into a studio. So you always end up with these just slightly off doppelgangers, and I really enjoy that. Mm. Yeah, I really feel for if you're making like a a Marvel game because you you can't use you know the uh, Robert Downey Jr. But and and your version of. of Iron Man is not meant to be that same version of Iron Man, but everyone will just think that that you couldn't get Robert Downey. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, you're, you're doomed to, do... to look like you're doing a bad job, yeah, even exactly, if you've done yeah. a really good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when they honest... can't get Tom Hanks, they get his brother to play him in video games. Do they? Mm. Really? Yeah, I think he's called Jim Hanks. <laughs> I love. I, th- I the think Hanks that's family. true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he played him in like like whenever they need like a Woody for a video game, like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, you get like, I, Jim Hanks instead. I it's sort of similar, but there's a there's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer game from like 2002 or something uh, called Chaos Bleeds. Oh yeah, and they couldn't get all the people uh, to do it, but they got like. Some of the cut they got um Xander to do Xander, whose name I can't remember. I think he's James something. And they got a spike, they got James Masters. Oh yeah. To is turn it Nicholas up Brendan? Nicholas Xander? Brendan it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so they they're them in it, and they do a really good job. Like it's a very but strange game. They should be. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, it's a very weird game, but it's it's, it's fun. It's all like pretty it good mix. Because you must what like with Jurassic World Evolution, it's got the real Jeff. Oh yeah, no real Jeff is they he Jeffs it up hard in this one actually. So, but you wonder if they're looking, you know, they're like, why? Well, I guess it's a question of paycheck, but you'd think they might look at the other ones doing it. You don't want to be the only person who plays themselves in a video game. Surely, you want it to be like all or nothing. Or you I look think less it's famous. the real Bryce Dallas Howard. The um, yeah, yeah, I think it's her. Uh, so the first probably... one had the scientist guy as well. The mm. um... Henry Wu. I think it's him in it as well. Yeah, they probably like work out what their budget is for voice talent, and then just look at what proportion of their buying demographic hates the actor in question. Yeah, yeah. and I reckon Chris Pratt has probably, you know, the worm has really turned on Chris Pratt, hasn't it? Oh, those. Those annelids are spinning. Yeah. <laughs> he was so uh, really? nice in Parks and Rec. Such a nice, I, I think that's man. what it is, is that everyone thought they liked Chris Pratt, but it turned out they just liked Parks and Recreation, and they've just realised people are just waking up to that. I should but rename him Chris <laughs> Good. <laughs> good. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, because I reckon you could get Jeff Goldblum for like less than Jeff Goldblum is statistically worth, just because he's probably quite a chill guy, and all he would be doing that day is like hanging out, doing yoga, and having tantric sex or whatever. You know, like I'm frightened yeah. of Jeff Goldblum. Why? He's incredibly eerie to me. I yeah, I can see that. Like. Not in a kind of, I, like, I think he would, like, kill me and consume my flesh, sort of creepy. But, like, I just, if I was, I don't know, waiting in a butcher's um, for some sausages to be ready, and I was just sat with him and he was the only person there, I wouldn't know what to talk about with him. And he would give yeah. really odd responses to anything. Like that. It, just, it would just be a really... Grim conversation. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Uh, Nick Cage, what do you think of Jeff Goldblum? Uh, I th- I don't know if we've done any films together. We must have. <laughs> but I think he's all right. I like his jazz. Oh, yeah. He does piano, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah Apparently, he's into piano so much that if he just sees a piano like in a hotel, he'll just start playing it. Mm. So you'll just get like, like, all these impromptu... Uh, Jeff Goldblum jazz recitals <laughs> they should oh, get him man. on that piano you know when you get those pianos in train stations yeah there's those around St Pancras yeah, yeah. should get him on one of those that'd be amazing I'm just honestly shocked you forgot appearing with him in 1998's Welcome to Hollywood <laughs> well yeah what's that I don't remember that it must have been a documentary I'm sure you had it was a documentary had... actually Nick <laughs> You uh, you had a lot of fun on set. Oh, yeah, it was right. loads of mates. I always do. <laughs> Cuba um, Gooding Jr., Sandra Bullock, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, 
before we move on to Cabin of Lies, I feel like we should mention the works of uh, Hideo Kojima oh, no. as well. Oh, yeah, he's got some celebs. Time to you... eat the vegetables. Well, I just... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Matthew, you're a Coach fan, aren't you? Well, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I'm just trying to build up my rep as unfairly loathing the works of Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Because I mean, like in in Death Stranding, his most recent work, there are a lot of people in it. Yeah, it's strange because it's a mix of actors who he likes: Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, Margaret Qualley, um, her from James Bond, Leah Seydoux. Um, but he also casts directors that he likes in acting roles. Well, I, actually, they—I think it's just their likenesses. I don't think they voice themselves. Guillermo it's del Toro. Defin- it's, yeah, it's definitely just Guillermo del Toro's face. Face and and the other guy, um, the uh, uh, Nicholas Nick- um, Reffin is yeah like a um, is he mute in it? No, he, he is voiced, but he's voiced by someone else. He's one and of if those hologram you your, uh, your PC's internal clock to his birthday. He does a <laughs> on screen or something like that. He's called Heartman, and he keeps di- he like dies every hour, and then comes back to life. That's, that's his gimmick. That's got to be stressful, isn't it? It's got to be annoying. Well, yeah, he's got it on like his watch. He's like, <coughs> oh no, it's, it's death o'clock. And then he dies, and he comes back. What if he's like on a date, and the lady's like, I don't think come I up. don't think anyone dates in the world of Death Stranding. It's pretty bleak. <laughs> but you could like, sing you, I just died wanna... in your arms tonight and really mean it she's <laughs> like do you want to come up and he's like I've only got two minutes but that's all the time I need <laughs> <laughs> poor heart man um, isn't Hideo Kojima in one of his games himself oh yeah he's he's in he's yeah. in lots of them you save him in um, uh, you can sort of save him and extract him to work in your your military facility in Phantom Pain. I'm yeah, pretty sure him. he's in Death Stranding as well. Death Stranding's also got it's got it's got like two tiers of celebs. It's got the actors playing the main characters, and then it's got the likenesses of other lots of other his of his famous friends who Conan kind of O'Brien. Appe- Conan O'Brien, yeah, appear as like holograms. Mm. Um, so it's like Conan O'Brien, um, the guy who heads up Gorilla, the the, the studio. Um, other games oh, yeah, people yeah. like that. Um, I think Herman Holst. I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was about to say, do you mean Damon Alburn? And then I realised <laughs> what he was saying. No, that'd be good. <clears throat> um, yeah, lots of celebs. I also wanted to do a little shout out for. Um, did either of you ever play the point and click game where you played as Christopher Lloyd? No. no. <laughs> There was a game where you played as you played as like a sort of a digitized version of Christopher Lloyd, a bit like a Mortal Kombat sprite. So it looks a bit like a person. It was a, uh, I think it's called Toonstruck. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, he's like an animator who gets pulled into like his sort of demented cartoon world. It's it's actually quite uh, Roger Rabbity, given that Christopher Lloyd is obviously in yeah. that too. Um, love love Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, he walks around doing his Christopher Lloyd thing. Um, yeah, he's not good. burst, has he? He's still with us. Yeah, he's still, he's still so, going. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, uh, we're not quite done yet with celebrities and video games. Uh, 
because uh, you need to follow me now to the Cavern of Lies. Yes. <laughs> the Cavern of Lies. Who, who was that? <laughs> Charles Martinet. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Welcome to the Cavern of Lies. Oh, the Cavern of Celebrity. Uh, mm. uh, everything, it's, I don't know if you've ever seen the the golden uh, elevators, sort of the Egyptian elevators in Harrods, but it's kind of, just think Harrods, it's very gaudy, there's like speakers in the shape of bulldogs and that sort of thing. One, one of my things that I used to like doing uh, in London when I was living in London, is if we if we'd gone to Museum Mile to have a look in the, in you know the Natural History Museum, it's quite near Harrods, and you could go in Harrods for free. It doesn't cost anything to go in, um, and it's quite fun to go in. Why well, say fun? You go in and then you look at something innocuous like a cushion or a plate or a, or a bit of wood, uh, and then you guess how much it is, and then it will always always be like three times more than your highest most ludicrous guess at the cost of a bit of wood in Harrods it's astounding I saw a chair that was made of loads of eyes that cost like £20,000 once so this is where we are yeah we're in Harrods basically um, okay I'm just going to get angry at a chair hold on Yeah. Okay. Oh, that is just tacky <laughs> okay I'm in the mood okay cool um, uh, and Sitting around on the chairs made of eyes and the overpriced beanbags uh, are some celebrities uh, who I realise now I'm not going to do impressions of because I can't really do their voices. <laughs> but, that doesn't uh, stop anyone on this podcast. No, that's true. Um, uh, and these celebrities have all uh, sort of been in video games as sort of t- tie-ins. Except one, one I've made up. So uh, you need to to pick which is the fake, which is uh, the impersonator, shall we say? Okay. Um, and boot them out of Harrods. But you can't. If you boot out a real celebrity, then Harrods will get sued and you'll get in trouble. Oh, what so, a faux pas! Yeah. So you don't want that to happen. <clears throat> okay. Right. All right. A lot of them. I'm looking at it now, and a lot of them are musicians. Actually, I didn't. Realize that until now. Okay. All right. First of all, uh, it's Dua Lipa, everyone. Oh, uh, double jump in Latin. Is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so what's it? Is it Lipa? Uh, <laughs> the singer uh, <clears throat> who was in uh, FIFA 21. She I was doing what? what now? So, so. So Fever 21 has this uh like mode that sort of um like sort of street football, you know that they started doing that a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Um and as part of that um you um c- can become like a uh well you can you can you can recruit famous people uh into your into your street foot. I think it's called Volta uh, yeah. as a groundbreaker, and they'll be like good at football. Uh, and most of them are footballers, but some of them are like DJs or YouTubers. Uh, and one of them was Julie. 
I do not know what her stats were, so don't ask me. But... And this was this year's <coughs> FIFA, was it, did you say? FIFA 21, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say her, her star is very much high enough for, for that to be conceivable. Okay. We had provisionally biting. Uh, LeBron, LeBron James was in it. Uh, who else? What I'm he trying to remember. Football? He was one of the groundbreakers you could get for your Volta your right. street football thing. Uh, were there so any well academics um, in it? Uh, yes, Jordan Peterson was one of them. Uh, oh God, can you imagine? That's that's almost art. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Up next, it's Lady Gaga, uh, ah. who's sitting on some sort of weird-shaped sofa. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> who? <laughs> it's the world building that makes this this it's section. A sofa. It's a sofa in the shape of a horse. I don't know. Um, I'd love to wait around in a butcher's with her. I bet she'd be great fun. There you go. She, yeah, she seems all right, doesn't she? Um, as as she? Didn't she pretend to be her character in the Gucci film for like a, a year and a half or something and it went, met, drove her mad? Did she? That was the story that she like went full method and like spoke with an Italian accent for like a year. <laughs> like one of the Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that must have been infuriating. Um, well, anyway... She so she in 2013 for the release of Art Pop, she did Lady Gaga's uh, Art Pop pack, uh, which is a, a stuff pack for uh, The Sims, which um, had uh, it did not have much in it. It had like some clothes and uh, some makeup. So it had uh, that big smeary blue eye. Uh, sort of face paint as as a makeup piece and uh, some posters but uh when did, when did this happen 2013 okay i just i feel like i had a little window onto the sims from working with alice l on the video channel and i'm surprised she wouldn't have mentioned this at some point yeah it, it's got the faint smell of a a meat dress that has been Worn too long under studio lights. <laughs> I just that's uh, what remember we were waiting a lot of, for, I, for in the butchers. The, the Sims was big into packs, but I, 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 I don't remember there being many celebrity packs. No, there, there are a few. Mm, maybe. Casey Perry had one. Okay, it was all sweet themed. Um, all right, Brandon uh, had one. What would the Randy Newman themed pack be? Just like it'd be called mm. "You've Got a Friend in Me," and it would be about him having consumed all the <laughs> cast of Friends. Oh God! And you'd have to coax them out while he was asleep. That's <laughs> not a Sims pack. That's that's uh, an unsettling. That's pure horror, and I'm deeply game. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think Randy uh, Newman would be quite scathing of like the sort of consumerism of The Sims. You know, he's all about sort of digging into the the shady okay. side of the American dream. So, so, so you're saying the Randy Newman pack is fake? Yeah, he'd just be in the street, being like a bit <laughs> doubtful of everything that's going on around him. Uh, anyway, all right, okay. Um, next, we've got a Fortnite 
skin uh, of Keanu Reeves, which is a bit of a cheat because it's not technically of Keanu Reeves, it's of John Wick, but it looks a lot like Keanu Reeves. Mm. Like it's Keanu Reeves. It's hard, Reeves to, it's hard to say where Keanu Reeves ends and John Wick begins. Well, indeed. Uh, I didn't write down what year that was, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, but... they've stuffed so many like inappropriate licensed <laughs> stuff into that now because mm. it's you know it's aimed at children and John Wick is definitely not aimed at not children. a kids film yeah um that's that sounds like something careless they do <laughs> uh all right uh Daniel St Hubbins from Spinal Tap uh and indeed the rest of the Tap Boys uh was was in Lego Rock Band in 2009 Ooh. Oh, that's really meatily believable, that one. Yeah. Uh, they only did one song. It was short and sweet, is what the song is called. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not actually any of their famous ones, they which de- surprised me. That game definitely had a lot of celebs <laughs> in, because I remember it had, a, it had a Lego queen in it. Um, so that sounds like it could be legit. Yeah. Lego games when... instantly. The number of celebrities you get to play in those games is wild. It feels like they'd really love doing that as well. Well, I don't. I, they weren't like it's a rock band game, so it's not like you got to hang out with them. They didn't record any voice lines. They just agreed uh, to have a song in it. Oh, they didn't, <laughs> there's no cutscenes with them or anything. It's a shame. No, they didn't mocap their minifigs. I don't think. Um. Uh, when I was looking this up, it's actually mostly musicians have been in games, and it's mostly in rock band games. Uh, yeah. And Phil Collins was not in rock band. He was in GTA Vice City, uh, Vice City Stories in 2006, playing himself um, in a mission where he was on his North American tour. He'd come to Vice City, and someone was trying to kill him. And while he performed uh, the famous, was it Calling in the Air Tonight? In the air tonight, that one. Uh, you had to beat people up who were trying to cut the light gantry and, and <laughs> crash it onto Phil Collins' head. Really? I mean, yeah. that is such a good idea. <laughs> I want to say that one's real because I need it to be. He's very good in it as well. Does a very good job. I think well, I've I, heard of. I think I've heard of that one. It's a surprise as well because he. Doesn't seem like he's sort of up for a laugh all the time. He's quite oh, grumpy. Do you think so? He he seems quite grumpy to me. A bit of a grumpus. What about when way. he does that scary laugh in that Genesis song? Yeah, that's true. Maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe he's just grumpy in the way you that think that's all... how he laughs all the time. <laughs> it would be awful if it was. <laughs> right. So that's your lot. Hmm. Dua Lipa in FIFA 21, Lady Gaga's art pop stuff pack in The Sims, Keanu Reeves as John Wick in Fortnite, uh, David St. Hubbins and the Spinal Tap Lads in Lego Rock Band, and Phil Collins in GTA Vice City Stories. I think Dua Lipa did the FIFA. Um, Spinal Tap and Collins feel super real. The Keanu one feels real, but real in the way that like you could genuinely just roll a dice on a list of actors and it would believe the weird. Yeah, eventually 
everyone will be in Fortnite. Everyone's been, everyone has been in Fortnite at this I, point. You say that actually, but like it was quite difficult for me to find no. someone that had been in Fortnite that wasn't like a YouTuber that I have never heard of. <laughs> they should put uh, Anthony Hopkins in Fortnite. Oh my God. Now we're talking. As, as the butler from Remains of the Day. Oh my God. If anyone listening to this is a developer on Fortnite. <laughs> I'd actually quite like to be in Fortnite myself, but I've been told I've got to go to a space station with a soldier who's got the face of a hound. <laughs> oh, it's Master Chief. That's promised. Not now, Master Chief. Uh, must be off some <laughs> pope with a tortoise face is going to destroy the earth. <laughs> um, I think it's Gagar. Yeah. You're saying it's Gagar. Well, yeah, I think so too. I think we should. I think me and Nate should just like chuck her out of Harrods. So you grab Lady Gagar, one under yeah. each arm, and chuck and you... her out of the revolving door like a muffin, <laughs> like, a, like a destruction muffin. <laughs> yeah, if she goes while I poison the manager of Harrods. <laughs> uh, well done. You got it absolutely correct. And I realised halfway through that I said, and it was in 2013, and The Sims 4 didn't come out until 2014. Oh, well, I didn't didn't spot that. I was really hoping you wouldn't, but well done. Uh, Now, please leave Harrods, because you're clearly the kind of riffraff that we don't want in here. But we threw out a fake celeb. Doesn't matter. You're still worthless to me. Don't worry, I'll cover you. Bye. Well, thank you very much for uh, taking that little tour around Harrods, lads, and for winkling out a fake Lady Gaga. That is, I think, it for our show about our favourite celebrities in games. But uh, we do, obviously, have to give you our recommendations because every week we recommend something that isn't a video game. Uh, So, Matthew, what are you recommending this week? I am recommending uh, not just a single book, uh, any book published by Locked Room International, who are a small um, sort of publisher. They get books from, they basically translate books. Uh, a lot of the, the Japanese crime fiction I read is translated by them. Um, they also translate a lot of European, um, especially French authors. Uh, they sort of do them as ebooks mainly on Kindle, but you can also, you know, buy them and they'll print them out. They're they're a little kind of tacky, like they've got quite bad sort of Photoshop covers and things. But the <laughs> translations, the translations are good. Um, I was just looking down the list of um, of uh, things they've done recently, and they've got a, a new Japanese one I haven't read called "Death Amongst the Undead," which Ooh. sounds good. Um, though I noticed they also published one years ago, um, not a uh, Japanese one, but uh, one that's called "Whistle Up the Devil," which oh, the you don't like it. Up up him. You do not. Yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> the one that doesn't sound like something I would do. That sounds like how I'd describe a fart. Yeah. Oh, I whistled up a right devil there. <laughs> Lovely. That sounds very good. Thank you, Matthew. Um, I am going to recommend this week. It's a, a, I don't think I recommended it before. Um, 
but there's a a podcast that I've started listening to that um, makes me laugh a lot. Uh, it's called Kill James Bond, and uh, it's three people uh, listening, not listening. Uh, they watch. They're watching every James Bond film in order, and then uh, talk about it afterwards, and talk about reasons it's good, and also reasons it's bad, and then they give it a uh, a score afterwards, um, uh, and are ranking the Bond films uh, in order, but on the basis that because there are so many there are so many podcasts um, about James Bond that are predicated on James Bond being very good, and this is predicated on James Bond being bad and. Uh, I really enjoy it. That sounds uh, well good. It's very funny. Um, yeah, uh, Nate, what are you going to recommend this week? A new series of uh, What We Do in the Shadows finally just came out on iPlayer, B- the BBC. So if you're, well, I mean, it doesn't matter what country you're in. It's great. I love that show. And um, it just keeps uh smashing them out even master chief is in it um (laughs) slightly diminished role in this season but it doesn't hurt for it um yeah really good and if you are in britain you can now watch it for free lovely oh thank you very much uh thank you for joining me this week lads and thank you listener for joining us on this episode 163 the best celebrities and games special of the electronic wireless show uh rock paper shotguns pc gaming podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion uh, but if you should need another, uh, there is uh, the Ultimate Audio Bang, which is a fortnightly podcast uh, about shooters uh, that's also put out uh, by RPS. It's hosted by the lovely Ed Thorne and uh, Imogen Beckelling. And uh, you should also check us out by searching Rock Paper Shotgun on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. Um, but for all your PC gaming needs, do go to www.rockpapershotgun.com. Dot com. You can also buy merch uh, at our store. The link will be in the show notes. And you can join our Discord uh, where you can chat about all things video games. And there is a room for the podcast specifically, which I don't venture out of often because it's safe and warm in there. Um, uh, and if you have any questions, suggestions, feedback or ideas for topics, you can email us at podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. And until next week, it's goodbye from me, Alice Bell. <laughs> It's goodbye from Sir Richard Dinosaurs. Ah, Tutty Bay. <laughs> and it's goodbye from Bath's Nick Cage. Happy Christmas, Bath. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.